<laughs> Hi, y'all. Doing? I'm covered in paint. I'm eating a matcha bar. Ning, 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 ning. Amber, okay. this is your rodeo. Oh, I'm sorry, y'all. Okay, so last my last podcast I led was I last led was She's doing on, great, guys. She's doing great. <laughs> guys, if you only knew. Um, I know, bless. Uh, You're on bless. 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 Uh, How I deal with chaos. Chaos, which mm-hmm. is what I am in. Uh, almost out. Almost out. We're, we're almost out of the chaos. Okay. Almost on my right. house. Of my house reconstruction. Yeah. We're, we're getting close. She's covered in paint. I'm covered in paint. Mm-hmm. Uh, I talked about disassociation. Yes. And so I wanted to like retouch in because I feel like mm. often. Retouch the in. disassociation. Like just re-go back. <laughs> reassociate. Reassociate. Ooh, we want to reassociate. <laughs> my disassociation. Come back. Come back. Come back. So <laughs> I feel like often I talk about things and I give a good broad overview. Yeah. But I don't settle on parts. And so I've decided but I'm not allowed to share. But I'm going to go back to some of the things I've talked about. Why aren't you allowed to share? Settle. Because Rangelink's the surprise. Oh, I see. I do like the surprise. <laughs> oh, I like the fuck like this. <laughs> so I want to talk about, we talked a lot about what dissociation was, mm-hmm. how, why there people There's five dissoci- types of it, right? Yep, there's mm-hmm. a bunch of types. And, I get a point. And why you totally do. I thought there was four. Ha! I, I don't even remember. So, oh, oh so no, no points. We don't there I disassociated there during that five. time. I can promise five. you. Okay. So, I could anyway. be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think there was five. So <laughs> we, um, we talked about what it was, why we do it, and those kinds of things. But I wanted to like really press in on some grounding techniques. Ooh. So different ways we can ground ourselves. Even if and you come don't- back to reality. Yes. <laughs> I think snacks is going to be one of them. Snacks. Maybe. Food. Maybe. Drinks. No, food oh and drinks. Babies. You guys are one? so much crazier with me. <laughs> it's true. It is true. <laughs> I started leading a podcast and you are like off the rails. Do you guys like, is it the sound of my voice? What is it? Okay. Maybe because you went third today. Because we record in bulk. Yes, yeah. we do. So we get increasing. We're sorry. It's okay. Sorry. No, no, no. Apologies. No, no. Uh, I just want to talk about some grounding techniques. And I think they would work for lots of different things, not just if you disassociate. I definitely need grounding techniques right now. I am just like, I'm trying to disassociate myself from my life every day. You are. I know. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little I really concerned. am. That's why I was like, I need to move to Europe and I need to have a new life now. <laughs> Help us, Amber. Oh, gosh. Help. I don't know about that. But Help all right, us. here's Help some us. grounding techniques. Okay. So... I'm going to list them and then we'll go through them and you guys can see if you've ever tried them. And okay. um, so keep a journal. Mm. Try visualization. Then I'm going to sh- What does that even mean? Visual. We're going to go through them. Oh. Okay. I'm just giving you Sorry, teacher. Mm-hmm. And then grounding techniques that we're going to talk about, which is more specific than like keeping a journal. We're going to do grounding techniques for grounding techniques. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, this is how can you help yourself. I'm sorry. Probably not just grounding techniques. This is how you help yourself when you're struggling with disassociation or stress or okay, right. feeling out of control or whatever. Wanting to run away from all the things. From all the things. Yeah. Keep a journal, visualization, grounding techniques. Think about practical strategies. Make a personal crisis plan. You're almost there. <laughs> I think you're almost at personal crisis plan. <laughs> <laughs> I have a sure. Um, talk to people with similar experiences. Mm-hmm. Look after Commiserate. your well. Uh, look after your well-being. Mm. Take you know, feed yourself. <laughs> we hydrate do that for you just now. She's I, like, know, I don't think I, I've eaten today. Yeah. yeah, feed yourself, hydrate yourself. Well, and exercise. I told Amber, I went for a not a walk yesterday. I went for a run. Can you even imagine what? I went for a run. I ran a mile and a half, Holy and then cow. I kept walking, and I did more only like, between three and four miles. Yeah, what made you decide is, to do it? Like just I needed to run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your angst is that that a, feeling, like that. My feeling. little brother's like that. He's like it calms the beast. Yeah, my Peter's like that. I ran out some stress. Yeah, yeah. You go, girl. Yeah. Well, how you know, are you, my how version you feeling of today? Uh, I feel fine. I was my something's going on with my Achilles. I won't bore everybody with it, but so first one. So I, like, <laughs> you're like, thank you. <laughs> Moving on. I feel like the animals have taken over the zoo. <laughs> keep a journal. Do you both keep a journal? Fits and spurts. Aren't animals in the zoo? We are the animals. <laughs> this is the zoo. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Sorry. I do I do journaling in different things. Question. I have a journaling Bible. I'm always reading a book and I'm journaling through that book. 
I definitely journal through books and I definitely read books when I need to. But like a journal journal, I haven't done like a journal journal for a while. Sorry. I mean books. <laughs> I read books. You're getting the they leftovers. Good. <laughs> All right, let's try that again. Okay, do you journal, Rach? Uh, okay, never yeah. mind. <laughs> no, I do. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I do in my own way. Yes. yes. I think you can – I used to get super – I was a super journaler and then journal – a super journal. Yeah, like I would journal for like an hour. Oh, that's impressive. But it was – Did, it did you keep – Oh, my gosh. I'm going to play back all of her Marco polos. Seriously, if you could hear Rachel Marco us very seriously saying we I'm must thinking, stay on I track. I am on topic. The only one that worked last week was mine. And now this one, I'm trying to stay on topic. And Rachel's in tears. I'm actually about to like start crying. So that's it's why. So I, this, so is, this is a, I'm emotionally letting go. <laughs> Of a lot of things. So good. This is your boost. You're boosting our immune system. Yes. It's so good. Oh. Laughter is the best medicine. It is true. Okay, I'm sorry. Do you I'm save your journals, Amber? I do. I just found them in the attic. Okay. I am going to look through them for writing my, I'm writing my biography. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, I am actually going to kind of go through them a little bit. But it was the only, it was how I, um, it was part of me not being put when I was in the mental institution instead of being an mm-hmm. inpatient, mm-hmm. if I was an outpatient. I had to do like these journaling things. So it just trained me. So good. And then when I had littles, I stopped journaling completely because I had such a high standard of what a journaling was, which was mm. like this hour long, like, mm-hmm. what are my thoughts? It's books, you know, like it was yeah. like novels yeah. because it was how I was processing. And then I just couldn't do that. So I just gave up mm. because I'm not, I didn't. All or nothing. Yeah, I'm all yeah. or nothing. Mm-hmm. And now I'm starting to a little bit redoing it like just being okay with just writing a few little notes mm. my husband keeps a journal no i love that i love when every men do that. single day no kidding for, be such does a he let you read it treasure. actual years yes someday i mean and it's everything it's like what the temperature is outside okay and his grandfather did it too and we have his grandfather's old ledgers and it was literally mm-hmm. wow. what they did in the day like that's more of like a not an emotional journal but like so he comes from a deep journaling i family. love that that's gonna be very valuable to have during the oh, zombie apocalypse that's definitely coming okay um <laughs> oh my goodness. so the reason why keeping a journal is good is that keeping a journal will help you understand and remember different parts of your experience it could include like what you guys were saying it doesn't have to just be writing mm-hmm. artwork you did at different times mm-hmm. um if you have um you may write or make different things doodles things like that it will help you become more aware of the different parts of your identity as you write like if you're sad you if you mm-hmm. struggle with connecting emotions like if you journal you'll be able to find some of those things um and for disassociation it can help gap some things if you write down like if you're like mm-hmm. oh, how was I feeling which I sometimes struggle with it's good for me even like going back and looking at my dope notes from Dear Wonder mm-hmm. and being like oh okay yes I remember oh I had that that happened you know like that was really good okay yes like and seeing and- patterns Seeing mm-hmm. patterns. Yeah. Peter loves it for – he sees prayers, answered mm-hmm. prayers, because he mm-hmm. writes things down mm-hmm. that is his so prayers. So good. So um, using a journal to express your inner turmoil helps you deal with it, and that's why I used it. So I wrote out all that I was struggling with mm-hmm. throughout most of my life. I started them when I was really little. I don't have any of those, but mm-hmm. I had them even when I was like, you know – What happened to them? I think I burnt – them. I burnt all mine through high school. Yeah, wow. I burnt mine through high school. I think um, my m- mom found one, mm. and I got really scared of what she would see because I was mm. like being honest about what was happening in our. I think mm-hmm. I have somewhere. There's a tote up in our attic that has some serious history in it. From yeah, because like, you did journal when we were all in high- the time. Yeah, mm. yeah, and I think I still have them all. So going back so, to my middle school so anyway so journaling is just a great way to like recenter yourself mm-hmm. so like 
And also clear your mind, whether yeah. that's doodling or drawing or writing bullet points. Sometimes I, when I'm reading my Bible, I'll keep my journal next to me. And if all of a sudden I feel like my brain won't stop, I'll journal out all like the things that I feel like needs to come out of my head so I can refocus. Mm-hmm. Like if something, mm-hmm. you know, podcast ideas mm-hmm. or. Uh, brain dump kind of. Yeah, kind mm-hmm. of like a brain dump. And that way it will help you to kind of like recenter and give you an ability. So a journal is a great way to stay centered and help you with stress and disassociation. Visualization. Did I say that right? Visualization. Yeah, visualization. visualization. Wow, that word sounds past five times, Rachel. Really (laughs) weird. Visualization, 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 fuzzy felt. (laughs) (laughs) And that's about how it works. So it's a way of imagining different scenes and environments. Doing this can help to smooth difficult feelings and thoughts. So I was trained how to do this when I was in the mental institution. And that's why even a couple of podcasts ago, I was talking about hard conversations and how I used to spin them. And now mm-hmm. I don't need to, but I do still think about whatever I mm-hmm. think the response is going to be so that I feel um, safe mm-hmm. in, in, in recognizing, so I don't feel um, blindsided. So yeah. I do a lot of vis- visualization. I don't like close my eyes and think of like palm trees or anything. It's more like I try to you play out the scenario, play out mm-hmm. every, and mm-hmm. I'm getting better. And I will say the healthier you get, the less you have to do it. I used to remember early in our marriage, I would make Peter and I would talk about every single scenario that could possibly happen wow. at a family reunion mm. or oh visiting, gosh. like we're going to my mom's How could you camp. ever predict that? You can't, but I would think about it. Okay, if she does this, then we do this. You if poor thing. she does this, then I do this. Because I, I felt so unsafe and, and I felt wow. so unstable mm-hmm. in different environments. Hmm. It's also, honestly, what made me such a great wedding planner was that mm. I could literally, I would wake up in the night before a wedding and I could predict or think about every single thing that could go wrong in that day and already have a plan of action mm-hmm. of how I was going to fix it. Mm-hmm. So when it happened, because it always happens, right? right? Things always happen. I was so calm and it blew people away. They're like, what? Well, that was because I was up at three in the morning already thinking about yeah. all of these things. <laughs> um, wow. So he, this is what they say. You might find that imagining you are wearing protective clothing might help you feel more relaxed in stressful situations. So people, you know, like I've had therapists who'd be like, okay, you're going to, you're, you're okay. Put on, you know, put on the full armor of God. I had a Christian therapist and Mm -hmm. she would like the helmet of truth and Mm -hmm. the breastplate of righteousness Mm -hmm. and the sword of the spirit. Like Mm -hmm. almost putting that on you. If you struggle with anxiety and you're going into situations, you can kind of put yourself in that situation of the truth Mm -hmm. of God. So Mm -hmm. some people do it as an actual like visual, like they close their eyes and they pretend to put it on. Mm -hmm. That feels a little goofy to me. So I don't do it. Like I'm not. But I do think of every situation Hmm. that makes me feel unsafe and then what would help and what truths I know. Mm -hmm. So like – That's good. I have to go and see my dad today and I'm really nervous because he's said something that hurt my feelings last time. Okay. Worst case scenario, this is what's going to happen. This is how I'm going to respond to it. What's the truth? My father is really in heaven. I don't like my dad can think I'm the worst thing ever. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, like mm-hmm. visualizing, you know, I did used to visualize a lot God embracing me, like holding me mm-hmm. in his arms. Um, when I used to have like this crazy fear of flying, I mean, like it was debilitating. I, but I wanted to fly, I wanted to travel. <laughs> so I was like, well, I got to get over this. So I would, visualize God. I didn't realize this is what I was doing. Yes. But I was visualize him as a giant bear mm-hmm. that who was just wrapping his whole self around me when I was flying. Because I used to be like, I would get in my seat, I would fasten the seatbelt, and I wouldn't move mm-hmm. a muscle until we landed. Like I was mm-hmm. kind of frozen in fear. Yeah. And so I would just visualize myself inside this big bear the whole time. Oh, you were doing yeah. visualization. I was. I literally, that's what that was. And I was coping with like extreme anxiety. Yep. And years passed, and finally, I, I, I will, I hold that almost as this memory, like 
of the visualization mm-hmm. of that, but I don't need to do it to survive right. flying anymore. Right, and it says it might help to envision a place that feels safe to you. And in um, when you feel anxious or threatened, you can imagine going to this place in peace and safety. So some people it's a place, some people it's that. So that visualization is just, it's helping your body and your mind connect and get yourself grounded, which is what we need to do when we're anxious. So same thing with the journal. It centers you. This visualization, it takes all your brain space if you're doing it really well. And it helps center you so that you can focus not on the anxiety, but mm. on the other thing. So visualization. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Grounding techniques, which I botched in the beginning saying this was all grounding techniques, but it kind of is. Mm-hmm. Breathe slowly while counting. Yeah. Tuning into different sounds that are around you. So like stopping and listening and hearing the guinea hens, hearing the boys, hearing a car drive by and being able to start naming those things. Um, Walking barefoot and noticing how the ground feels. Literally grounded. Yes. Yeah. This is the same exact techniques for anxiety. Yes. Well, Mm -hmm. that's what, I mean, disassociation is just. A form of anxiety. anxiety. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's kind of like how anxiety plays out. Yeah. It just mm. like you, some people's heart rate, I shut down. Mm-hmm. Uh, wrapping yourself in a blanket and noticing it, like um, sensory seeking, wrapping mm. yourself up in a blanket. Walking is also a sensory seeking thing. Again, it's trying to break your brain from yes. perseverating on what you're anxious about or your disassociation, for me, disassociation and mm-hmm. recognizing where you actually are, you know. And some people who disassociate badly, I had a friend that um, had a horrible trauma in her life and she was working through it. And as she was working through it, she would have vivid flashbacks where Mm -hmm. she was back in it. And we worked with her therapist to learn how to bring it back Mm -hmm. because she would think she was there and she would scream and she was so upset. And we would, it was all this like. That's like veteran trauma. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like the What do you hear? Tell me five things that you hear in this room. Who's in this room? Put your hands on, what do you see on this table? Pick Mm -hmm. something up on this table. Describe how it feels. Like to reconnect or even children who, who do, um, not nightmares but um night terrors that like mm-hmm. sweet parker small used to have ho- horrible night terrors and that's how we would bring him backwards we would slowly direct him to someplace safe and i would just start talking about oh look at this mm-hmm. pillow it's green mm-hmm. it's soft <laughs> can you see the green soft pillow like and putting on like he we loved curious george you know so mm-hmm. he would watch a curious george and like oh what do you think george is looking for and dialoguing with him to help wake his brain up from the dream without scaring him or shocking him. Mm-hmm. Holding an ice cube or splashing cold water on your face, touching something that's interesting texture, sniffing something with a small smell. So again, <laughs> s- strong smell. Small smell. <laughs> oh, guys. I got to like do a it at small least smell. One. What's a small smell? So again, journaling, visualization, these Smelling salts. Things. Smelling salts. Like in the old days. I feel faint. Where are my, Where smell? are my smelling salts? <laughs> so again, it's trying to disconnect, to reconnect your body in the proper time in space because what happens when we disassociate or having anxiety attacks or panic attacks is that our body is leaving where it is and it's off in its own self (laughs) like your brain and our brain's going wild our brain's going wild that we lose connection with our bodies Mm -hmm. whether and and for me it looks different than the way it is for you but Rach Mm -hmm. and with panic attacks but it's all the same thing our body and our minds have disconnected Mm -hmm. in some way and Mm -hmm. so bringing Mm -hmm. Those two things back together is what works. And so, so good. journaling and it really does work. It does really work. It sounds work. hokey sometimes. Like, to people who haven't ha- struggled with anxiety or, you know, the trauma that causes disassociation or anything like that, like it might sound, but I promise you, there will be times in your life where you're going to feel some sort of like, I don't know how to deal with this. I don't know how to deal with this. And all of the techniques that you just mentioned are good for all of that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Really, again, and however that feels. So like I'm a sensory seeker. So I will sometimes just say to Peter, because my husband, those who don't know, is a giant man. And so I will just say, I I need you to hug me really, really tight. And he'll just bear hug me. When when some of our kids were younger who are more sensory seekers, they would want him to wrestle with them mm-hmm. because they liked they liked how he, it felt to have his big 
body pushing on them and and squeezing Mm -hmm. them and that feels good to me like Mm-hmm. I think there's a reason I married a Clydesdale. Like mm-hmm. it, it, he is, he's very grounding to me. His actual presence is mm-hmm. grounding to me. Um, I, all my children who are sensory seekers and they ha- they their sensory seeking is different. But me too. I've always been barefoot. Mm-hmm. I feel I feel more centered and safe mm-hmm. when my feet are bare. It's getting less and less. I hate older. bare feet. All, I do too. And all of your kids are like that yep. too. All of my children are barefoot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Barefoot 90% of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so as I'm getting older, I don't like it as much, but I do feel safer. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm starting to feel anxious, mm-hmm. I take my sho- The first thing I do is take my shoes off. Mm-hmm. Um, I like my bare feet once I'm ready for bed and like going up onto the sofa or something like that, changing into my nighttime self. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I don't want socks on my feet, but they're in a blanket. Yeah. Yes. But like that's it for the day. I'm not gonna walk around. I don't like walking around the house. Yes. I don't either. I think the new, mm. f- like the new fad with like cold plunging. I think that's mm. another centering thing. Yeah. Like mm. going. That sounds miz. It sounds yeah, it does horrible mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. every way. How much would you have to get paid to do that? So it's no. like a thing, like a an ice oh. plunge. And yeah. our kids, our kids talk about it. Like, well, Jesse takes a cold shower every day and loves it. What? He always takes a cold shower. Yeah, Thomas I hate did it. That's the like other torture day. for me. Even in the winter. Every day. That's often how he'll wake himself up. Or if he takes a, like, after work, he'll, if he starts warm, he always ends cold. And ends, and it's a lot, it's not just, I'll always end washing my face and with cold water, but it's like a pat, 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 burr. I don't want it to trickle down my neck. Yeah. You know, like full bodies. Never. Not even on my face. No. Well, you're supposed to because it closes your pores. Oh, well. Listen to me giving (laughs) beauty tips. (laughs) Side um, note, look at your huge pores. I know. <laughs> I love it. Go fishing. They're warm. Um, they're warm. But I, so anyway, I just think that sensory, those sensory extremes yeah. help, you know, Peter, Peter's like that. Peter loves cold showers. Mm-hmm. So like I come from a, you know, how we perceive our world is different. So, mm-hmm. and I can do a whole podcast another time about sensory and That's how good. people are sensory seekers or sensory defensive. And it's just how our love brain. That. I'm a sensory seeker. You are. I don't know what I am. You are sensory defensive. I don't know. I love uh, to be touched. I love to be it's hugged. A, but it's a different kind. It's how your input. Like if you don't like to be barefoot and you don't like. But I don't like to be barefoot, but I love to be touched. But it's like anybody. Like but, I need my back scratched. Yeah, every but that's a day. soft touch versus oh. a sensory seeker's like, like extreme, extreme lay on top of, of me. Yeah. Oh, I don't like want lay on top of me. Huh. I um we're gonna I'll, have to dive way yeah, deep I know. into that. I'll yeah. do it. I'll, okay, I don't like guys. cold showers. I do yeah. not like cold showers. But I love I'm lake so swimming. Hot. Yeah. And I don't it. like lake swimming. But I, I yeah, like different people have yeah. different preferences. I'll I'll do one. I'll yeah. remind me. To I'm curious that. now because I always thought I was sensory seeking, but maybe well, I'm not. You, seeking touch is different than sensory input. Like hmm. like Emma Jolie, we all love her. She is a sensory seeker. Like yeah. everything she does is deep and hard. And she, you know, Thomas is a sensory seeker. He will actually hikes mountains barefoot. Mm-hmm. He likes the feeling like. That intense pressure in his joints, like lifting weights, p- doing push-ups. Emma does yoga. She does like yoga. I saw with her dog. It's upside so down cute. on top of a bus and falls into a lake. Like she just, <laughs> and she doesn't just do yoga like stretching. She does like balancing poses where all the weight is like all the blood's rushing down to her head. Mm. She likes to be inverted a lot. Like hmm. that feeling in her mm. joints and pressure is actually calming. She also loves getting tattooed. Like she I almost would love fell that. Out. Kevin Booker. You would love that. You twit. Um, I would not I love the love sensation. You. I will say I loved her. giving birth. I'll say that. Yeah. That Good say? Lord. Okay. I did. That I makes loved me it. a sensory seeker. I am not one. <laughs> I did. I also enjoyed that process. I would have. So you might be a sensory seeker. I didn't I have, have the cathar- I didn't have that chance because one was stuck and the other one had his elbow coming out. So that like, was Izzy. Mm. I didn't have that like that, that feeling of pushing. But once you had them, didn't you feel like powerful and strong? Yes, and I walked. Yeah. I needed to. When go they for finally a came out, yeah, mm. I could have lifted a car. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Okay, I will do that. so good. Okay. Yeah, sorry, I will. Oh, that could be your next surprise podcast. My next surprise. That would be fun. Do we all have I like like superhuman? Is mama there a test stories? we can take? 
Because I love those too. I'll look. I'll see mm. if there's a test you can take. Oh, that would for be sensory really stuff? For sensory. Or like a quiz. Yeah. Do you like, like this? Do you like that? I, th- I just thought of this. That's I- like what house you are in Harry Potter. Like, is there a Pottermore where it can- tells you what, if you're a sensory seeker, but it's... <sighs> nerd. I am such a nerd. All right. So at the end, let me just say a, a little app that I found just last night that okay. I really needed. And it's mm. really good for this. Mm. Think about practical strategies. Okay, this this one was super helpful for me. Wearing a watch with the time and date, mm-hmm. it's super helpful. I because I'll look at I like tell myself, okay, like I'll do it right now. It's four twenty five. You can, you need to recheck in at at four thirty and see how your body's doing. Mm-hmm. Like because mm-hmm. I'm so mm-hmm. like overwhelmed, mm-hmm. and so I'll let myself doom scroll or I'll mm-hmm. let myself play a stupid game or whatever it is. Or you'll go to the bathroom or eat some grapes. Or something, or something, and <laughs> right. then, but even yeah. if I can't, if I'm not there, I'm watching, and at 4.30, oh. I say, okay, it's 4.30, have I gone to the bathroom? Like, oh, if okay. I'm not even there yet, okay. like, but having, mm-hmm. because I lose sense of time and space when mm-hmm. I disassociate, when I'm mm-hmm. in a, like, when I'm really yeah. struggling, like, so wearing a watch, hmm. I put buzzers on my, uh, like, I put alarms that, mm-hmm. like, even if I just mark it as a complete and I didn't really do it, it's because I actually like start dinner. Oh, I should probably start dinner. Mm-hmm. Clean the house. Oh, I should probably clean the house. Mm. Do yoga. I'm not going to do it today, but at least I know. Like at least it's entering my in. mind. I'm checking in with my body because okay. I struggle with that. Keeping a list of friends and family and their contact details. So like – I, that, I don't need that as much because I have a really great connection. But what that means is like if you're starting to feel like you're panicking, like you know who your people are, mm-hmm. um, you know, who you, you can reach out who to. you can reach out to. Well, it's kind of how we sometimes we'll do this with each other. We just hop on our – like I think all three of us use our little chat thread sometimes as a, just a place to be like, I need to know that you guys are hearing – someone's here. I need someone to hear me. Yeah. Or like today you're like, I'm just venting. I, don't, I, am you just, just, I, I, am just, I don't need to hear anything. Yeah. I just need to vent. I don't want to hear a lot of feedback. <laughs> I just need to get this out into the open yes. and I don't yes. have any other safe place. Yes. Yeah, that's 100%. Or when we yeah. would walk at Dear Wonder. Like there has to be a place where – even today with Peter, I said, I have to say something. It's kind of mean, but if I don't get it out of my mouth, mm-hmm. I'm going to think about it and I'm going to, it's going to grow. Right. It's going to yes. become a root. It's going to yeah. become a bittery, yeah. yucky mm-hmm. pearl yeah. of bitterness. And yeah. I don't like those. Those are black pearls. Yucky. Yeah. So I. Decompress. With yeah. A safe so, person. and I said it to him. And he now knows that he doesn't need to give me feedback. He just needs to acknowledge what I said is true for me. Mm-hmm. Like I don't need – Yeah. he doesn't need don't to be fix like, it. well, yeah. you know, from their perspective, yeah. it kind of – for you, that it, yeah. that is true for you, Amber. Yeah. yeah. That's a real feeling. Can mm-hmm. I – yeah. Can we just like – for all of the newlyweds out there who listen to this oh, podcast yeah. or medium weds. <laughs> I was like, what? Or a even, medium pe- or even yeah. people that have been married who have always had this as a struggle. Men don't know that sometimes women don't want feedback. And that's a huge liberating piece of a marriage to be like, I just need you to be my sounding board. Sounding board. I need a person to talk to, but mm-hmm. you don't have to have the answer. Right. I don't even want you to have and an I answer. Don't need, In and fact, I don't need a devil's you, advocate either. Yes. Right. Yep. If or a have, platitude. No, just nothing. listen. Just mm-hmm. listen. And then hug me or just be like, I'm so sorry, babe, or whatever. But like, you and don't have... Validate ha- it. You're not mm-hmm. responsible for for anything that follows this except just a sort of a validation. Just yeah. a sweet, innocent validation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yes, so the practical strategies are this, disassociation can make day-to-day life hard, um, which is true. (laughs) So if you're in, if I know I'm in a really hard space, that's where lists come involved, writing myself notes, setting timers on my phone, um, because I, um, keeping a list of friends, making, uh, making, having some accountability. Do you have Peter do that for you ever? Uh, yes, in some things I do. He, because he's in it, he's a lot more gentle. Like you okay, guys yeah. could be like, get it together. And I'd be like, yeah, you're right. You should probably get it together. I should probably get it together. Peter <laughs> says that to me and I would crumble. Yeah. So right. for him, one of the things like I remember one day I was having a really bad disassociation. He came down. He was working upstairs. And I guess, and I'm being completely honest when I say I guess. See, I just got a reminder. Dinner. Uh-huh. 
Um, so Except you're here. <laughs> so um, check check uh, task completed. <laughs> but he came down and he was like, "Hey, just want you to know, you've been sitting here for two hours." Aww. And I was like, I "But have. didn't feel judgy to you." Um, he didn't. He just wanted me to know, and I was like, "I have," and he's like, "Yep." I don't have you peed. Like he, he's getting better knowing. It was really hard. This is a huge growth for us. It was really hard because he would be like, are you serious? Like let's, yeah. you got to get stuff done. Like yeah. you can't sit on your phone all day. Like what are you going to do all day? <laughs> now he understands that like I can't, like I can't receive that input. So what he does is he just kind of like checks in more mm-hmm. about my actual health. Like have you eaten anything today? <laughs> the mm-hmm. words, the word choice is important. Yeah. Yes. Try, have you eaten today? Do you have to go to the bathroom instead of, are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Are you serious? Never works. It doesn't work, people. So, <laughs> let um, me show you how serious I am. Come closer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of our fights. Um, and then him recognizing we've, we've had to have, you know, we've been married for 23 years. Like, you've got, you know, it's, this isn't our first rodeo. Mm-hmm. He now well, it sees, is. It's just a long one. It's such a long rodeo. <laughs> um, he sees now that um, when I have a really bad day, usually I can come out of it and like the next couple of days. It's not – before I could disassociate for days, days, like when I was really heart struggling in my trauma, not knowing what it was. Since therapy, he's given me a lot – he's seen so much growth in me that he's giving me a lot more – freedom not like that sounds so like patriarchal and I don't mean it that way at all but like he sees now that if I have a really rough day mm-hmm. I'm probably not going to have another one yeah. and so he kind of gives, gives you me grace for that tons day. of grace of just like hey mm-hmm. have you peed should I go have, get a pizza well and I, I think what might be helpful for our viewers our listeners is <laughs> do you mind me speaking into what it would mean for you to disassociate for days like I think it means Correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. My own memories of you being like, because <laughs> so this might mean that you don't get dinner for your family, you don't do the dishes, or you just like like you just you go to your happy place and you you disappear and you're yeah. sort of shut off yes. from your reality, which is which could be I could get dinner for my family tonight and I could yeah, do this. Yeah, and I but, would but usually get the task done, but I'm not I'm not present while I'm doing it. You okay. know what I mean? Like I could, I usually would be still be able to. Sometimes not. Sometimes yeah. I would be like, I can't do this. Or I would be able to keep it together. I've always been able to keep it together for my children. Mm-hmm. So I would be able to feed them, change them. They, You know, like I was never neglect. Like I have a hyper sensitivity about neglecting my kids. But mm-hmm. then Peter would come home from work mm-hmm. and I'd look at him and be like, I'm tag. Gone. Tag. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I would go upstairs and I wouldn't move. Oh, for mm-hmm. sure. I did that when the boys were little. For, mm-hmm. At all. Like, I, I would. Hear it. Yeah. Yes. I and, remember those days with you. Yeah. Remember one t- Remember the conversation we had one time? You can d- deep cut this if you want. We were going to go to the movies, you and I. Because okay. you were always my, you could drop anything. And that always just amazed me. Especially in the years of like l- the little years. I'd be like, do you want to go to the mo- a movie set? Because I'd say to Kevin, I need some I just I need to get I need a friend and I need to like go to a movie or something but like we'd have to like kind of like finagle and clear schedules or yeah. I would message you and you always be like yes I'd be like yeah. you don't have to like check in with Kurt you're like no when he comes home we tag we tag out yeah. and that night when we went to the movies you were mad because he asked if he could take a shower first do you remember that oh no and you were like I cannot believe he asked to take a shower and I was like I've had this baby all day. And I was like, sweetie, he has worked all day. I don't remember that yeah. at all. And you received it. I remember it. checking out a lot. <laughs> but you received it. But oh, but I was just wow. like, he's oh. he's worked all day too. And right. all he wanted to do was get a shower. And I was <laughs> like, and just you. so you know. Oh, like, yeah, you. A patriarchy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But that's, poor man. I, oh, I know. gosh. Our poor, yeah. I oh. mean, so yes, I, for me, Rach, that is what it would look like. I would, you know, or maybe lunch was goldfish and a movie. Like we would mm-hmm. snuggle. But I always mm-hmm. tried Cheese to stick. stay present with my, my children. And then um, I mean, just God gives so much grace there. I think yeah, like so, even so our kids' memories, grace. I think he's so gracious. Yeah. yeah. Especially I in mean, the little years where you can be like, you failed the day and then like you 
spent five minutes coloring a picture with them and that's what they talk about at bedtime I'm like that was the yeah. best day ever and I'm like yeah. are you kidding so gracious. yeah it's too it's yeah. really good yeah. um so mm-hmm. yeah so just making thinking about practical strategies mm-hmm. for if you're gonna disassociate like if you know you're gonna go into like a really hard space and you're worried about that setting reminders making lists so good even mm-hmm. even that good. that's pro- even having like you know your two percent written down so if someone finds you catatonic which could be me like Mm -hmm. for reals i would Mm -hmm. go catatonic Mm -hmm. in college um when i was working through my eating disorder full Mm -hmm. catatonic and so it would be like Mm. who do who do we call yeah um i used to well amy you were one of them at at this season when it was really bad and shannon cook i remember when i had littles Mm -hmm. and amber you and i were a season where we weren't close we weren't close at that time but I remember Shannon would always press in when she didn't hear from me mm-hmm. enough. And you kind of were the same way where mm-hmm. it's like, you've been really quiet. You mm-hmm. haven't posted anything. You yeah. haven't texted yes. anything. You haven't said anything. You haven't done anything. I haven't seen you. Yeah. How are you doing? Because for me, I don't really anymore. I'm, I'm much bolder just being like, I'm struggling. But yeah, totally. Years ago, I would go rogue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would just go underground. Yeah. And sometimes for months. Yes. Peter calls that your duck and run stage. My duck, duck and run. Yeah. Mine? <laughs> yeah. Like, remember when Rachel... That was a long stage. It was. He was like, remember Rachel? She did, you know, she just duck and run. Like, yeah. <laughs> I just wouldn't show up. Yeah. But or, I remember yeah. you would always be honest about it if we yes. asked you. Ish. Yes. I don't know. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. Ish. Ishy, I bet. <laughs> I don't think I would give myself a full honest star, but I... I don't think I knew how. Yes. And I didn't know you well enough in the early – I remember one time in the early stages, you were having a panic attack and you called Kurt to come home from work. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you asked me to leave, but you shut yourself in the bathroom and – yeah. You were just like, I need, I need Kurt. And so, that, but looking back, we weren't, we were newer in our friendship and I didn't see it. I didn't know it for what it was. Whereas I think it would be different now. Yeah. <clears throat> you would not, we would not leave. No, <laughs> no. And I would just unlock bathroom. your bathroom door <laughs> and come in. We would like the door off. <laughs> we would yeah. off the hinges and yeah. go home. You think Whoa. that's going to stop me? <laughs> yeah. No, I love, that's cute. I love the new level of fierceness yeah that we love each other yes. and our families and our friends and our like there's yeah. this sort of fierce fighting for yeah love now that that I think we've all learned mm-hmm. yes I think I that's don't, what our I didn't know are. how to love fiercely like in the face of disagreement in the face of not agreeing in the mm-hmm. face of like all the things like our kids are struggling or marriage is struggling or whatever mm-hmm. we're we're struggling physically we're struggling with mm-hmm. all the things but just to keep fighting forward in our friendships and to be honest I think we've learned honesty with each other I think that's your 30s and 40s absolutely I think your 30s I think the 30 the early 30s you're still kind Mm -hmm. of finding it but Mm -hmm. my late 30s yeah and oh, I think 40s. 40s bring freedom man yeah yeah, yeah really for do. reals yeah. I can't wait to see 50s I know I'm excited <laughs> so total freedom um, oh my gosh like, no Rachel, clothes <laughs> gotta be naked <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking the same thing no nudist colony, colony stage yeah alright there's a few more so, so disturbing um <laughs> so these are more serious making a personal <laughs> crisis plan so like oh. I had one when I was um, in the mental institution as an outpatient. So like my crisis plan was if these three things didn't happen, if um, I... I made a crisis plan today with you guys on Marco where I was like... If I end up in the institution, just put me in a padded room with my knitting, my, my piano. iPad, my piano. Like, if the piano will fit. We'll get a keyboard. Yeah, we'll get our keyboard. <laughs> I literally was like, guys, if I can be a frontal lobotomy. Yes, that's what I said. On demand, on call. Can I please have a frontal lobotomy so I just don't know how crazy I am? Yes, it's true. And then I think- throw away the key. <laughs> mine was not that extreme. No, I'm gonna get bunk beds. <laughs> mine was an admittant. I'd be blue papered, but <laughs> isn't that what no, the rubber deal? <laughs> <laughs> Just blue papered. <laughs> How many people say that? <laughs> Were you actually? No, I I had a crisis. What does plate. that even mean? So it means that you're put into a mental institution outside against your against will. Your will. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you're being blue papered. Okay, I've never had that happen. So, (laughs) so I had a crisis plan that if I like, so I had to meet, so like I had, 
to meet a nutritionist this many times a week or this many times a week and a therapist this many times a week. I had to go to a, a support group this many times a week. Okay. Um, I had different check-ins. And if I missed... Almost like a parole officer. I, yeah, for mm-hmm. reals. I yeah. had a crisis plan. And then if I broke any of those or if I went rogue, a duck and run... They could come for you. They could... That I would be... In, I would be put okay. inpatient. <laughs> just a normal life I was I an lead. outpatient does that count for anything me, I was me too that's why I had yeah. a crisis plan oh okay. I don't know if I had a crisis plan well, then maybe you. that's the problem well, I want one <laughs> yeah I want a crisis plan I want a- so it's just a document yeah, yeah. So, so that you make when you're well that says when I'm not well if these are the signs I give people permission to help speak into my life yeah so I'm, good. It's it so, so good. I know it, it seems. Everyone needs it from time to yeah, time. Yeah. And if you have healthy two percenters, I think, you know, I remember having a friend who had postpartum psychosis and we were out to breakfast and Peter and I knew instantly that mm-hmm. this person needed to be impatiented. Mm-hmm. And we had that hard conversation and literally we left with their newborn and some mm-hmm. bottles and their little two-year-old and mm. they brought their partner the husband brought his wife to to the to the facility because mm-hmm. but she so obviously she didn't have a crisis plan but she had people in her life mm-hmm. and she felt safe with us and she was able to share with us what was going on mm-hmm. and Peter and I were like instantly knew yeah. this was mm-hmm. there was a serious problem and right. so we were able to just do we were their crisis mm-hmm. plan so when you jump into action and you don't right. say and so if I think if you have I good relationships do. you don't necessarily need a crisis plan yeah mm-hmm. if you don't have good we relationships we are the crisis yes, plan yes we are your crisis plan <laughs> <laughs> um, the good plan the last two the talk to people with similar experiences I think that was a really hard one for me when I was going through anorexia. I didn't like it. A lot of people struggle, especially if you're not ready to really be well. Mm-hmm. People like AA, Al-Anon, Narcotics, you know, Anonymous, um, um, different support groups. I was, I was part of my crisis plan was I had to go to an anorexia support group. Mm-hmm. Um, learning to understand that what you're feeling is. Um, normal or what you're experiencing can be normal is mm-hmm. really really uh sometimes you go through ways if you're not ready to heal like so in the beginning I was like these people are a bunch of whiners and that <laughs> but then near the end as I was actually healing it was really fulfilling mm. for me that's like reading a book like the book that changed my life um that the hospice workers gave me and my sister when I started mm. reading that book it was like an awakening of my childhood, and what I was had. The book? Um, oh, you're not going to tell us what it's again. It was uh, called "I Wish My Mother Was Dead." I yeah. just saw that book. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm glad my mom no, died. No, I'm glad my, my mom. Died. I'm glad my mom died. By oh. Jenna McCurdy was <laughs> yes. one of the I was books. Say, I just saw that. One. Yeah, that's not the one. The Hustlers. Okay. That's one I found on my own, and it was incredibly enlightening. It was okay. so so good, and I highly recommend it. I mean, there's some. It's from a secular point of view, so I just want to warn that there's words and things. And so which one was it? It wasn't what I it said. It was um, surviving a borderline personally disordered parent. Oh, mm. oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. Which was even said that other one. No, no, no. The other one I re- that was also those two mm-hmm. books together were incredibly life changing for mm. me. And I read them back to back. The mm-hmm. hospice workers gave me um, surviving a borderline parent, mm-hmm. and then um, then I, in doing research mm-hmm. about. That's like a bestseller. I just saw it at BAM. Yes. On- so, yes. So as I was researching what borderline personality and all these dis- disorders were, Jenna McCurdy's book, I'm Glad My Mom Died, came up. And that, I, Peter and I actually listened to it when we were going to Parker's games. We were like forever away. Mm-hmm. So we listened to it together. And it was life-changing for our marriage mm. because he was hearing it. And he was able to then ask questions like, babe, was that what it was like for you? Because like mm. someone who grew up in trauma, they don't want to mm. like, it's not like, hey, you want to hear a mo-? Like, it's Yeah, not- want to hear a story? <laughs> yeah. Like, you want to hear a more- funny story? <laughs> most of the time we think it's normal. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anything different. Mm-hmm. So when he, hearing him respond to her stories, mm-hmm. being like, what? And then he right. looked at me and be like, seriously? And I was like, well, not like exactly like that, but it was like this. And he's like, Babe, yeah, explains right. so much. Yes, it really did. He yeah. was like, 
Or isn't it validating for him to be like, you do realize this isn't normal, right? And for you to be like, uh, no, I didn't no. until now. No. And yeah. that was. It was yeah. a lot. So those two books. Mm-hmm. So so for mm-hmm. me, I don't go to support groups anymore. I have this. <laughs> Little <laughs> podcast is my support group. Yes. But, um, <laughs> All of you listeners. Oh, you are my free therapy. Uh, but seeing my therapist, a trauma therapist, reading books. Yeah. Being willing to share, but having mm-hmm. people to connect with, mm-hmm. um, peer support, side by side support, reading about other people's experiences—that's mm-hmm. that book. Um, and then finally, looking after your well-being. Mm-hmm. Like you have to get enough sleep. You have that's what we're still working on with you. Yeah, I know, and I'm getting better. <laughs> you are thinking about your diet, except for today because I was painting. Um, <laughs> thinking about your diet, eating regularly, and keeping your blood sugar <laughs> eating stable. regularly. What is that? <laughs> um, <laughs> And exercising. I have actually really, you guys pressed into me about like that. I'm still, I get better on the food. Weekends are harder when I'm mm-hmm. off. Like so Peter's on vacation. It's balance. Yeah. But I, I will fun. say, no, no, just like in general, but like now that I'm home all the time and Peter's at work, like I go to the gym with him every day. So I've mm-hmm. been running more consistently. Mm-hmm. I've been lifting weights more consistently. I can totally tell. Oh, that's so fun. And so yeah. I feel... Yeah. overall way 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 better mm-hmm. and so learning to take care of yourself mm-hmm. and being okay like I'm meeting with a nutritionist like I'm getting in a, a referral to meet with a nutritionist because I know that the, this food thing is like first thing that comes like not n- nobody most people don't forget to eat mm-hmm. and it's not because I just don't. And it's my body's reaction. I was anorexic for years. And, and then you're and starving years. and then you make bad choices. Exactly. That's the cycle yes. that you are And then the final thing is yeah. dealing with the stigma. Like mm. being, learning to be vulnerable and honest. Do you feel like which, the stigma's not as much now though? I feel like it's getting better. I feel like I it's think getting it's one so of, much better. I think it, that is, if I could say there's one good thing about social media, that would be it. Mm-hmm. Like I... I'm so thankful there was no social media when I had little kids yes. about like the – like, were cute, little kids. Yeah. Like like yeah. they were all little cute things. But I will say like I do follow some trauma therapists that talk about having abusive parents mm-hmm. um, because I got a lot, a lot of pushback in college. I almost went no contact with my my mother and I got a lot of pushback from the church and from – other people of like, she's your mother. You have to honor her, blah, 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 blah. And um, you got to try to work through this. You know, there was different, like, mm-hmm. from secular and non-secular. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to throw just the church under the bus. Like, it was, mm-hmm. it's now not as unheard of. And you can see a lot of them on TikTok and on Instagram of therapists that share what it's like. So for me, I think in some ways, I wish I had had... Mm-hmm. That outlet of seeing people from around the world who had similar childhoods as me that are functioning, helpful per- people, I think it would have saved me a lot mm. of my 20s, mm-hmm. of like where I was fighting so hard to try to make this family work and try to make yeah. this family work. Yeah. But I think it's one of the only good things is mm-hmm. it can connect people who have similar. Yeah. Um, but it can also be bad. Like you can't. Mm-hmm. Part of the stigma is you have to acknowledge it and support each other to move through it. It shouldn't yeah. be um, a trough of wallowing together. Yeah. Yep. Like you're not wallowing in the muck together. Um, I or do turning s- it and like starting to hate yes, others and with s- it. And like, mm-hmm. and I see that out there too. A lot of people who are like, and you know, I I had a fascinating conversation with someone who, and I see a lot of it. M- more gender based and so I had a I was having a great conversation with a friend and and she was talking about you know men and men and men and men and she's like right and and I understand she had a lot of trauma with men Mm -hmm. and so I looked at her and I was able to say to her you know I hear you and you've been really hurt by men and so it makes sense why Mm -hmm. you have such a visceral response Mm -hmm. to men and um men being in leadership or, and men being in charge of things and men um, like the idea that I let my husband quote unquote lead me just drives you to insanity. But actually my abuser was a woman. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> men, men saved me. Yeah. Men came in and my stepfather saved me when he found my mom mm-hmm. abusing me once and he, she never abused me again physically. Mm-hmm. Like, Men are are my 
protectors. safe, my protectors mm-hmm. and my safety. Mm-hmm. I'm right. actually really anxious around women. Women yeah. scare me. I don't like yeah. hang, like hanging out with a group of women, especially mixed generations, makes sets me off. Women mm-hmm. Bible studies set me off. I do not feel safe in women Bible studies. I'm working through it, but mm-hmm. it's where I don't. That is not cozy for me. I. Mm-hmm. And it was like a light went on in her heart, in her head. She was like, mm. I have never thought of that. And I mm. said. So good. That is really good. So. A very good point. So yeah. like. Yeah. We mm-hmm. sometimes add the stigma to the easiest thing. Yeah. So for her, it was the gender. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For me, it's the abuse. Mm-hmm. I, I, I want to focus on the abuse and how to push past it. I don't want to focus on like. Because I'm a mother. I don't want to be terrified of mothers. I don't want, yeah, you know, right, like, right, right, yeah. I don't, it does, that's not, that's not the piece of it. So mm-hmm. I guess I just want to re so go back to it. So dealing with the stigma of if you struggle with anxiety, whether whatever form that that takes in, and you have to have a crisis plan, or you have to journal, or you have to have grounding techniques where you all of a sudden need to wrap yourself in a blanket and walk around barefoot to remind yourself that you live in the state of Maine and you feel the soppy moisture between your toes of the mud mm. because it hasn't stopped raining. <laughs> to recenter yourself, mm-hmm. you that is okay. And that there's lots and lots of people who struggle with anxiety, who struggle with depression, who struggle with disassociation, mm-hmm. who've had, you know, Brene Brown says it so well, everybody has had some sort of trauma, big, mm-hmm. small, and that's okay. Like, I think we often compare trauma or, well, I, I shouldn't, I shouldn't need to you know ground myself my childhood was blissy compared to amber's no that's not it we don't compare trauma everyone has suffered everyone struggles and what our goal is what our job is is to grow and work through it and learn how to surpass our trauma so So good good. thank you so much amber that was amazing thanks i came prepared like i was told to (laughs) good girl thank you (laughs) All right, guys, go journal. Come on, thank you. <laughs>